This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back. Hour number two here on your home of the Cowboys in the World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. We are live on Radio Row, and we are joined now by Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick. Uh, and uh, he's with you now here on 105.3 The Fan, and a good afternoon to you, Thank sir. You. How Thank are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you. Of course, um, such a storied career in coaching, and listening to him and Broadus talk about the things <laughs> they have in common here off, awesome. off the air, building up to this interview is quite interesting. I cannot wait for this conversation. Obviously, through college and BYU, OC with the Vikings, 94 to 98, team broke the NFL scoring record in the 98 season, then on to Baltimore from 99 to 2007, where the Super Bowl championship happened. So, can Congratulations Thank on you. a great career, man. It's so cool to uh, to get a chance to chat with you. Now, a lot of Cowboys fans out there want to know from coaches, why can't the Cowboys get here? Do you, do you have a take for us on what we need to do? Well, you've got to begin with an understanding. It's hard to get here. Yes, sir. It's hard to get to and win a Super Bowl. There's a lot of things that have to stack up for you. Not the least of which, obviously, you have to have a good enough team. But things have to, well, there's schedule. And I'm not saying it's happenstance where you just go, well, hey, you know, it's just uh, uh, draw the, the luck if, if you can get here. You got to make your own luck, so to speak, but but it is hard to get here, and and obviously the Cowboys are a good team. They're they're close. Uh, they just need to find that right combination uh, of players that work with that unified vision and that you know running the ball, throwing the ball, uh, offense, defense, special teams, um, and you certainly have got you know ownership that that is is committed to getting it done. And that's really the key, an ownership that, whether it's ownership, the GM, the coach that have that unified vision for what it is you need to do, and then you go get the players to do it and, and do it. And, and that's not easy. Coach, the, uh, you know, Gavin was asking about the Cowboys and stuff like that, and Mike McCarthy took over the play calling, you know, and, and he let a coordinator go. What time does a coach, as a head coach, and, and you were a great play caller yourself, what when does a coach say, okay, I've got to do this myself? I mean, was that, is that always the – as a head coach, do you want to be the play caller? You know, it's, and it's an interesting dilemma, an uh, interesting question, because you look at it, and you, typically you get this job as being through the coordinator job, offense or defense. And offensive guys, we're all smarter than everybody else. You know, we're all right. geniuses. And, and you think about it, it's kind of silly. When you're an offensive coordinator, it is a 365, 24-7 job. You are totally immersed in it. I call it the 3 a.m. rule. You know, you wake up at 3 a.m., what are you thinking about? Well, you're, when you're a coordinator, you're waking up thinking about, well, do I run this at this depth, and how do we run that play? So you do that. You get a head job and go, oh, well, I can do that too. 
the con, you know, and and really, it's kind of silly because it's disrespectful of all the things you have to address as a head coach. Now you can do it, and there's a lot of I've done it. I've done sure. it both as the play caller, and I've done it where I've you know uh, had other guys go ahead and call the offense and the defense. The key is you better have somebody who's waking up. If you're waking up at 3 a.m. and wondering what the depth of the route is on 22ZN, well, who's waking up at 3 a.m. thinking about the personnel yeah. and practice structure and dealing with all the other things that you got to deal with as a head coach? And you can do that. Um, quite frankly, I think, and we see it all the time, there's any number of teams now where, where they want to take the play-calling duties away. They want you to defer. To, and to me, that's... That's silly. All of a sudden, you're not a good play caller now. All of a sudden, you don't know how to call plays. And the fact of the matter is, if you're well-structured and you're an integrated offense and you involve everybody, you set up the game plan. Anybody can call the game. You really can. Now, quite frankly, it's fun, and guys do it. Mike's a great play caller. He he really is. Is he going to call a better game than giving it to a coordinator? Maybe, maybe not. Not if you've orchestrated it properly because you know, you know my son-in-law played in the NBA for nine years and being getting to be around basketball and, and, and I've heard some great coaches talk about as an NBA basketball coach, there's really only about four or five calls I'm going to make during the course of the game. Otherwise, the players, it's the flow of the game, they're going to do. It's the same in the NFL. There's really only about four or five times where you might make that intuitive decision to do this but the game plan if you're worth your salt and you've done a good job the game plan is land out laid out to where just about anybody on that offense staff ought to be able to make the call so i think sometimes too much is made of the play caller the fact that the head coach is doing both whether he's doing it or not doing it it's just a matter of preference and and if he is doing it then the real question would be okay who's doing the other things that's a more legitimate question the the you, you were on the cutting edge of offenses at BYU, uh, at Stanford with Bill Walsh. When you see the young play callers today, are you thinking like these guys could have worked with us? They had the right ideas because you guys were way ahead of the games yeah. throwing the football, especially BYU. Well, there, there, there's a lot of very competent young players or young coaches that and that's what the league's looking for right Right, now. yeah if particularly if you're on the offensive side of the ball if you've had lunch with john mcveigh or kyle <laughs> shanahan you're a head coaching candidate <laughs> yep. you're good i'm ready to hire you because it's a gm's league now right they're 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 basically hiring coordinators making them the head coach wrapping the other things which is fine there's nothing wrong with that that uh, that, that structure um but what I see in the young coaches today, yes, is smart play callers, and they understand it, and they get it, and how that's set up. More so, it's how they relate to the players and the way they work with the players. That's really where the young, new coaches, I think, are the, the new wave of coaches have that edge is they understand it really is about that. It's not, you know, I'm not, the fact of the matter is everybody's running the same thing. Mm. They really are. I mean, I, and it's just a matter of how you – it's about how you devise it, practice it, structure it for the game plan, and get it called, and how that's integrated. That was when I go back to my time with Bill Walsh. Um, that's where Bill was the genius ahead of his time, orchestrating the game plan and integrating it with the players to where they really understood what, how you practiced it, the ratios. These guys that I see, well, I got 300 play calls in there. No, you don't. <laughs> you can't practice 300 plays. Who are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and, and not effectively. 
Uh, so that the, the brilliance of a Kyle Shanahan. He's very designed structure. He knows exactly what he wants. The players know how it's going to be installed, how it's going to be called. And, and one, so there's a great deal of confidence because they've practiced it, they know what it is, and it gets called. So, you know, the genius play call, I, Bill, and Bill always pushed back against. I've been in this game, man and boy, for over 50 years. Even including a Bill Walsh, I don't know that I've ever met any geniuses. I don't. Because that diminishes the, and Bill used to hate that title. Mm. He used to hate the idea because it intimates, we just naturally know this. It defies and, and, and devalues the idea of the countless hours you spend developing the system, teaching it. Um, I remember Bill Walsh, the early, early advice he gave me as a coach. He said, for every hour you spend on design, spend three hours on how are you going to teach it? How are you going to integrate it into the players? Because that's really where the genius comes from. So you put together, obviously, a Super Bowl-winning staff in Baltimore. You mentioned Mike McCarthy. Dan Quinn's gone now to yep. Washington. they got to hire a new defensive coordinator. What do you look for when you're trying to put together your staff, specifically the defensive coordinator position? Well, and he's, and he's done a great job. And you have guys in the pipeline. Uh, one of my four, John Fossil. Yeah. I mean, the best special. John Fossil needs to be a head coach in this league. Hmm. John Fossil's is good, and he's got that. I think special teams coaches right. are an untapped resource because, one, they got to work with the entire team. Yeah. Okay? they got to work with guys that really don't want to be doing it because no one really wants to do what you do, especially yeah. unless you're the returner. Uh, and and you got to be able to communicate it. And John, I think, is one of the next great – someone's going to tap into that at some point. But I'm sure Mike's got someone in the pipeline. Uh, he's got, he's, and he's going to bring him into a group that's been pretty good. Uh, so it's probably going to have to be a veteran guy, it's my guess, I don't know, that has the credentials to come in and, and provide that new energy that says, okay, because they're obviously looking to make that next step. This is an opportunity because Dan Quinn's a great coach. You hate to lose him. But now it's an opportunity to bring in someone new that might prove that spark to now be that difference to, for us to make the next step. It's Brian Billick here with you on The Fan. Coach, did you at BYU, did you cross paths with Andy Reid as a player? <laughs> Andy is a little younger than I am. <laughs> I actually coached the JV one year. Right. And Andy was on that team. He had right. just come in. I don't, you know, I don't Andy and I didn't know each other real well. I was ahead of him in that regard. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, coming out of that BYU system and, and being an offensive lineman. And when I was used to kid, Andy, he's the world's largest quarterback coach. <laughs> you know, when he was in Green Because I was in Minnesota when sure. he was in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. So he and Gruden. Yes, We're in, and and I, John and I go way back, and we know each other. J- John was in San Francisco, and I was in Stanford, and we were both at that time at the, in the pecking order where we were first dabbling with computer game, you know, game planning and sure. the one thing. So we'd compare notes, and so they and obviously we were rivals when we were in Minnesota, sure. and he was in Green Bay. So yeah, Annie and I go way back, and it was always and then became head coaches. I. Went to Baltimore. He went to Philadelphia at the same time. They were always stealing plays and stuff from you and Bob. Damn Sno- right they were. Bob Snoker. They <laughs> that's were still, right. Those, those screen packages you guys had in, in San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> they right. were stealing those. Andy and John Gruden were still. I were walking by their office in Green Bay, and there I'm like, "What are you looking at? Oh, oh we're looking absolutely. at this." <laughs> we hey, coaches, plays. we're the biggest thieves in the world. We'll take it, practice it, implement it, and then pretend it's ours. Genius. You're a genius, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always said, I'll, I'll give you the credit the first time I do it. After that, it's mine. <laughs> have you uh, have you ever seen Ray Lewis lose an Oklahoma drill? <laughs> yeah, Ray was Ray was special. I mean, know. Jamal Lewis, Ray Lewis, Oklahoma drills. I feel oh, I ain't like because someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. I ain't going to do that. Okay, now. so that I'm wasn't something that. that took place. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, gosh no. We, dang it. We, uh, 
That was, that was a special group. In fact, people they used to criticize me because they used to coach me, call me Coach Cream Pup mm. because I was in the Bill Walsh camp of back then. Yeah. We practiced back then the way they have to practice now. Oh, okay. No back-to-back padded practices, right. limited contact, limited hitting. And they so used to call me Camp Keep Cream Puff. I go, yeah, yeah. And I also happen to have the most ferocious single-season defense <laughs> in the history of the game. Sure do. Yeah. So go ahead and tell me we're not tough enough and we don't practice the right way. Was Tony Saragusa the funnest guy you've ever been around? Tony Saragusa was the biggest pain in the ass in the world. (laughs) God rest him. Really? I loved him, and he was was because of what I loved about Tony. He was a pain. He was con. But you talk about the con when it came time to work. Sure. He burned at both ends, and he had guys, and we were a loop. But, boy, when it was time to work, he was right there, and he made sure everybody worked. And when it came to game time, Tony was there. He, he was, you know, Ray Lewis obviously was the real emotional leader of that team, but Tony, in his way, was one of the key elements because they, they took his lead, and when it was time to work, Tony made sure you worked. I love that. Uh, Chief? Just curious how, how often you bust out the Super Bowl ring. Because we're always on broad as here. He never yeah, really busts it out. That. No, oh, okay. just, just on occasion. You know, just Thank when you, you're Coach. doing special. Appreciate and it's you amazing. Being here. It's amazing to watch people react to the ring. Yeah, it's, it's great. When, I, when we won the first Super Bowl, Steve shot. He said, you know, if we win another Super Bowl, we're going to go the other way. We're going to be... We're going to make it smaller. We're going to be very classy. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's great. So, you know, I leave. He, they, they win Super Bowl in 2012. I come back and see their Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Son of a gun's three times the size. Yeah, I go, what happened? He goes, I, I couldn't control myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost. You had to, you know, you have to be bigger and gaudier and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Hey, you got, you got to run. Uh, you did mention it's a GM's league. Are we okay with uh, the current structure of our front office with the Cowboys? What would you make of working with that? You know, that's, that's always a tough one. Yeah. Uh, 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 you got to love the passion of Jerry Jones. Yes, sir. And he's going to try to provide you everything you can. Um, and, and that does sit the total of the idea that you've got to be unified. So there's, if nothing else, right or wrong, you're unified in the, in the perspective of what this team needs. So, you know, they got to keep having at it. We need, uh, we need some wisdom about signal yeah. relief here, sir. Real deal. This thing, they came to me about six months ago. This is the real deal. You know, you spend hundreds of millions of dollars in the training room getting the players back on the field, dealing with prohibitive pain. Signal relief, it's a military grade. It deals with the electrical signal in your body. You put it where the, we say put it between the brain and the pain. If I'm on the golf course, I get off, it goes on my lower back. If I'm on the pool three days a week, comes on my shoulder in here. If I play racquetball, pickleball, goes up here to wow. block to the elbow. It blocks the pain signal to your brain that allows you to do, that's where the rehab comes from, right? Yeah. Motion is medicine. That, that's stiffness. You can't, you can't give into it. You got to work the muscles, you got to work the joints. Reusable up to a year. You put it where you need it. Hundred percent money back guarantee. Go to signalrelief.com. Look at how this thing was developed. It's amazing. Put in uh, promo code Coach. You get twenty percent back, and this is the real deal. Dude, yeah, I, I bet you are an ass kicker on that pickleball. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I bet you're an ass Long kicker arms. on the pickleball. Yes. Long arms, got man. the wingspan. Promo yeah. code Coach. We got gotcha. <laughs> you. All right, thank guys. You, thank you. It's thank great you. to see you. There he goes. The champion Brian Billick here with you on your home of the Cowboys, one hundred five three. The fan on that A number one air hot seat, and that was so cool to, to get to listen to his stories about what it was like coaching those Ravens teams, that Vikings team that was oh, so man, amazing and, so and had their hearts broken by the Dirty Birds. He, that was an offense that was hard to deal with. Right it was. There. He made my him. life hell a lot oh, of days. That's that right. Guy. Yeah.
Best he, that never won. He said it's a GM's league, and that yeah. made me go, Ooh! it made me pucker quite a bit. Okay, we got to run because uh, a little NFL news of the day sampling in next, and then we're going to get one of these power slappers to do a bet payoff with Woolchuck oh. on the webcam. He might get the lights turned out next in the nation. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.